the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, good afternoon, everyone. It's John DePietro on this uh, delightful spring Tuesday. Here we are on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, dipetro.com. Folks, this portion of the John DePetro Show is brought to you by It's My Health. Because remember, it's your health. Pop in. Today's a good day to run errands. Very comfortable weather. Actually, the weather this week is nice. But stop in and see Marie. Folks, you can shop local. It's My Health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. You can call her at 305-3585. I bet you've driven past that white church in the past and you've never popped in. Well, now's your chance. Marie is delightful. I call her the queen of health. She has vitamins, herbal remedies, everything healthy. But it's it's different than just what you would think because she also has over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce plus box herbs and teas. So if you like to cook... She has a lot of different uh, herbs and spices that certainly are going to go terrific and add great flavor to many things that you can uh, that you like to cook. She also has uh, great vitamins for children. She has hemp and CBD products. It's a local business. You can shop local. You don't have to shop online. It's my health because remember it's your health she also has some great local products like the incredible acai berry uh, and also which is um, this incredible antioxidant and she has locally made honey locally made maple syrup locally made beef fresh gum she has locally also by the way some delicious teas that are always nice if you enjoy tea during the winter you're gonna love it in the um Especially this time of year into the summer, some nice iced teas. And she has natural skincare, hair care products, essential oils. Pop in, especially for those, maybe you haven't been in a while. Pop in, see all the new products that Marie has. Or, better yet, be a new customer. Pop in and see her. She's so terrific and knowledgeable. It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road, Cumberland. And don't forget... Hemp and CBD products, oral topical use, maybe you hurt yourself, some sore muscles, or maybe trouble sleeping. It's my health. 1099 Mended Road in Cumberland, right across from Davenport Restaurant. Well, it is the John DePietro Show, and we're getting a lot of buzz about, especially the stories about the gang trouble that is going on. You had the fighting over the weekend, and, um, and a lot more. Folks, you can read all about it at the website which is depetro.com, no eyes, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. And don't forget, it's brought to you by Soul Source Restoration. Call our friend Mike CP today for a free quote, 401-712-2700, 401-712-2700. Soul, S-O-L-E, Soul Source Restoration for clean and disinfect residential and commercial properties. Their website is soulsourcerestoration.com. So what's the big news on this Tuesday, well, there's a few headlines. One is the fact that it is the anniversary of with what happened with George Floyd. And you're going to hear a lot about that and, and also what's going on. Uh, the, the Floyd family 
will actually uh, are at the White House. And it's a year later. And when you think about the unrest that we have gone through, how, I mean, Minneapolis is is certainly not the same place. But a, a lot of places are not, you know, the same of where they were a year ago. But I can't, again, stress enough um, with with what's going on with who's running for governor. With who's running for governor with that Nelly Gorbia. Um, I, I, you know, we'll wait. Gorbia launches run for governor by posting video. I am telling you right now, we are not, this is not over. We're going to get to the bottom of it. But she is someone who's com- completely manipulated the voting in Rhode Island. Completely um, manipulated it. Let me see some headlines. Alleging backroom deal. Fishman's group proposes new plan for South Fork Wind Farm. Folks, the corruption that's going on in the state right now is, um, is just brutal. Eight arrested have to fight at Narragansett Town Beach. 500 young people descended on the shore. Uh, some beachgoers told the police a fight started. People have been playing football, and then a crowd turned on it. Now that's what I've heard. I heard it was kids, some kids, especially kids from LaSalle, playing football, doing drills. There were some other schools there, but it should not be. People should not ignore the fact that a big problem that they're finding in Narragansett is not just some of the people that come down for the day. It's the way the politics have now changed in the town. And the town of Narragansett, it's a beautiful seaside community. But suddenly now, they're having a problem. They're definitely having a problem with some of the uh, earthy crunch, uh, progressive type policies that are happening in, in the town. And, uh, and then as a result of that, it's, it's leading to like this, this level of lawlessness that is, that is going on and arrogance. And, and as much as, you know, people don't want to talk about some of the things that I don't see this listed. There's people saying, you know, a year later, what's been the effect of with George Floyd? Well, I'll tell you one effect that no one seems to be talking about is I think you saw it over the weekend at just how brazen in lack of respect that certain people are towards law enforcement in a big way. Um, let me also see this. Drivers say new speed humps in Providence are damaging their cars. It, it, is, it is ridiculous the way they have put in these stupid speed humps in Providence. Um, put it in a way to make the road safer. They're ruining the cars. It's very high, and for low cars, you bottom out. Cruise watch several just do this speed bump South Angel Street coming off the Henderson Bridge. Try to angle it, put only half the car over at a time. Drives to Providence every day, specializes. They're already being torn off the bottom. Scrapes on the bottom, says the owner of the shop. See, th- this is one of the drivers was um, 25 miles per hour sign coming off the bridge is part of the problem. There's no sign to saying to slow down. I slowed down to five miles an hour, went over it, and I damaged my car. <laughs> I mean, think of that. But this, this business with DOT, you know, I'm going to actually play that story that appeared on uh, NBC10. Actually, for those of you that have watched some of my Facebook coverage 
covering uh, things around the city of Providence. Instead of this, there's other ways to enforce speed. But putting in all these speed humps is, is just, it's just ludicrous. But that's like Mayor Lors's solution to everything. So he feels like, well, you don't want to have like police there and you don't want to intimidate people. So we'll just put in these speed humps, but it's damaging and destroying the bottom of people's cars. Let me hear. This is a piece that ran on uh, NBC10, I believe. They were put in to make us safer. The drivers now say new speed humps in Providence are ruining their cars. They're right at the end of the Henderson Bridge, and they're causing backups, too, as NBC10's Lindsay DeLucia reports. Do at six. A jolt and a noise no driver wants to experience. It's very high. And for low cars, um, you bottom out. And today we watched several do just that on these new speed bumps here on South Angel Street coming off the Henderson Bridge. Tracy Hall says she does her best trying to get over them in her Toyota Camry. Try to only put one half of the car over it at a time. She drives into Providence every day to work at this automotive shop, which specializes in German-made cars, which are often quite low to the ground. And there's already parts being torn off the bottom, scrapes on the bottom, damage. Shop owner Jerry Moreau says he appreciates the speed humps slowing cars down, but there's one major problem. It's the height. This new batch that has gone in, they're all taller than what we're more familiar with. One of those drivers who took his Mercedes into Moreau was Justin Bazaar. He says the 25-mile-an-hour sign coming off the bridge is part of the problem. There's no sign saying to slow down. I slowed down to five miles an hour, went over it, and damaged my car. $400 worth of damage, according to the second estimate he wow. had to get in order to submit a claim to the city of Providence. And Bazaar says drivers are almost coming to a full stop because of these bumps causing backups down the bridge. Looking it up on the DOT's website and realizing it's been deficient since 1996, that's why I reached out to WJR and said, I think there's a problem here because there's so many cars on the bridge. A ride spokesperson told us they couldn't comment because the speed humps were a city project. And when we reached out to the mayor's team, we didn't get a response, but the evidence is clear on the week old editions. They're physically too tall to cross with uh, probably 25, 30% of the cars we service. Moreau hopes these and some of the others throughout the city can be cut down a bit. I think they would still have the same effect. People, you still can't speed over them. In Providence, Lindsay DeLucia, NBC 10 News. You know, again, it, you just wonder who put it in? Why wasn't it tested? Why does this have to happen like this? Folks, this is like, don't don't you think it's getting old? When does the incompetence stop? What, what is this? All these people having their cars damaged because someone put it in wrong? Do you Does it really have to be that high? And there's no way to tell people to slow down. And even if someone goes five miles an hour, they're still damaging the bottom of it. All right, let me hear. This is the Channel 12 story on the uh, fight over the weekend. Here we go. Here we go. Each brawl over the weekend. 12 News reporter Brittany Schaefer is live in Narragansett tonight where she spoke with a couple who were at the beach when the melee broke out. Brittany? Well, Shannon, the couple tells me they had never experienced a beach day like yesterday. They tell me a mob of people became violent with police on the other side of the beach here near the cabana area. 
They have to do something. Narragansett Town Councilor Susan Cicilline Bonanno was taking action following Sunday's large disturbance on the town beach. She filed a motion to increase patrols and security on summer lake preseason days. And yesterday was an example of that perfect storm. It's the beach isn't open, the weather's beautiful, and people want to come down, but there isn't really any supervision. Jeannie and Bill Lero were walking along the beach when they say hundreds of people caused chaos for officers. It was kind of scary to see so much anger erupt out of like a happy beach day. The police force was grossly uh, outnumbered. Narragansett police tell us they had to call for backup. State police, South Kingstown, North Kingstown, and DEM responded to help along with every Narragansett officer on both the day and night shift Sunday. Well, it's a little unsettling for the officers. That's why they asked for uh, mutual aid at the time. Officers first arrested 19-year-old Dominico DeLuca of Cranston for disorderly conduct. Seven others were arrested, including 20-year-old Avery DeFusco, 18-year-old Samuel Richardson, 19-year-old Aiden Bordalo, all facing failure to disperse charges. 20-year-old Evan Rinaldi of Cranston is facing that charge along with possession of alcohol by a minor. Three juveniles were also arrested, all aged 17, from Providence, Johnston, and North Kingstown. The officers did a great job. They handled the situation. No one got hurt. And Lieutenant Boskett tells me he's on the same page as Councilman Cicilline about adding patrols during preseason. The town each year officially opens on Memorial Day weekend. Live in Narragansett, I'm Brittany Schieber, 12 News. Yeah, they did a fantastic job. I mean, what, what are you kidding me? They did a fantastic, you know, that's pretty sad. If the police think that they did a great job, and I say that, folks, as someone that's been a big supporter. <sighs> Excuse me. But if they think that they did a, a fantastic job, then they have a very low bar for what a great job is. Now, I'm seeing that I believe uh, Nelly Gobia has sat down with um, Channel 10. Narragansett leaders want to prevent repeat of beach brawl. What, really? Oh, why do they want to? Oh, they want to prevent that. Um, they tried to arrest 19-year-old Dominic DeLuca, known as Nico. Things escalated. Some sort of football game, football drill they're playing. Then it broke out. 2.15, large dis- disturbance near the cabanas. Um... That's what I heard. He was the one that was arrested. Um, officially open Saturday. There'll be a full staff. They're going to learn from this. Instead of letting these crowds gather, we need to be proactive in managing that. I, I'm not convinced it's going to be an isolated incident. Boy, it should be very enjoyable to be at uh, Narragansett Beach uh, over the weekend. Now, the weather is not going to be... First of all, think, folks, think how unusual that is. Normally, I mean, you don't have people at the beach before Memorial Day weekend. Saturday is not going to be lousy. It's really not a beach weekend, so they're actually going to dodge a bullet. The bigger day is actually uh, Thursday. It's going to be at least 80 degrees, but it's not a, a great weather week. But um, but let me find, I, I, I think I see that uh, Nelly Gorbia, Secretary of State Gorbia, Announcing for governor has sat down. I want to just hear. I'll tell you exactly what I want to hear. I want to hear if anyone brings up the fact that she has completely, completely manipulated and destroyed the uh, voter rolls. 
Governor McKee announces reopening a state house next week with some limitations. There shouldn't be any limitations. Let me see if um, I thought I saw that that she sat down with the I teams, Katie Davis. Yes, here we go. All right, on jumping into the crowded field. All right, now let's see. I'll uh, reserve judgment until we hear this. And again, folks, good afternoon at 1221. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. So this is Channel 10, crowded feel expected. Gorbia jumps into the 2022 governor's race. All right, let's hear the uh, report. Decision 2022 coverage with a real race for governor. Now that Secretary of State Ellie Gorbea wants in. No surprise, we know she wants the job, though last night's email blast caught reporters off guard. The IQ's Katie Dave's reports on what could be a crowded field. I'm running to be your governor. Uh. Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea isn't wasting any time. People who know me know that I'm kind of what you see is what you get. She's the first major candidate to officially jump into the 2022 Rhode Island governor's race. Of all the people that are being talked about in this race... Uh, I can deliver a different kind of government through Rhode Island. Huh. Gourbet would like to move just down the hall here at the State House from the Secretary of Up State's speak. office to the Governor's office. But the current occupant, Governor Dan McKee, likely wants to stay right where he is. We're only a few months away from many announcements, uh, including mine. He's waiting to officially kick off his campaign, drawing a contrast between himself and Gourbet. She's in campaign mode. I don't want to be in campaign mode. I want to be working for the people in the state of Rhode Island right now and putting that effort in. So far, only one other candidate has officially announced. I used to work for grocery stores. Dr. Luis Daniel Ah, Munoz, another Democrat, also ran in 2018. But the field is expected to get more crowded very soon. I don't know that I've ever seen it this crowded with experienced office holders. Rhode Island College professor Valerie Endress says that can make it more difficult for candidates to set themselves apart. We have Seth Magaziner, who's in a parallel position with Nellie Gorbea. Um, we have Jorge Alorza, who has executive experience, much in the same way that Dan McKee does. Uh. And keep in mind, the election is still almost a year and a half away. I think we're different as as a group of citizens after the pandemic. We have learned that leadership matters. MIT reporter Katie Davis, NBC 10 News, Providence. All right, nothing about the way that she has uh, dismantled. But again, it's her right. She certainly has the right to um, certainly uh, has the right to do any type of uh, report that, that she wants. But folks, like many of you, the thought of either her or Jorge Alors becoming the governor should frighten you. It's John DePietro. It's 125 on this Tuesday. GOP leaders condemn Marjorie Taylor Greene for likening mask rules to Holocaust. I want to like her. I want to like her. And I mean, be supportive of her. Uh, But she makes it very difficult, this MTG. She makes it very difficult, if not impossible. House GOP leadership condemned one of their own, Marjorie Taylor Greene, MTG, for her recent comments likening the coronavirus restrictions to the Holocaust. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy 
Steve Scalise, the minority whip, and the third, which is now Elise Stefnik, instead of, I'm glad, Liz Cheney, all asserted the remarks do not reflect the views of the party. First came under fire last week after making comments to Christian Broadcast Network comparing the mask mandate that still exists on the House floor to Jewish people in Nazi Germany being forced to wear yellow stars. She also accused House Speaker Nancy Pelosi of abuse over the mandate. Multiple GOP lawmakers Jewish groups have come out against the rhetoric. I don't blame them. Green doubled down Tuesday, tweeting out an article, Tennessee grocery store adding a vaccination logo to employees' name badges. Once again, equating it to the Nazis' use of yellow stars, which uh, she misstates as gold stars. (laughs) Vaccinated employees get a vaccination logo, just like the Nazis forced Jewish people to wear a gold star. It's actually a yellow star. Vaccine passports and mask mandates create discrimination against unvaxxed people who trust their immune system to a virus that's 99% survivable. Pretty soon it'll be, we only hire vaccinated people, show your vax papers. We only admitted vaccinated students, show your vax papers. These bathrooms are only for vaccinated people. Show your vax papers. Then scan your barcode or swipe your chip on your arm. I mean, that, that, that is ludicrous. By the way, if someone doesn't want to get vaccinated, as I've said, it's up to them. I don't see what the danger is. If you have 10 people vaccinated or nine people vaccinated and one person isn't, I'm trying to figure out the danger. They, if they choose not to get vaccinated, where's the danger? What are you talking about? And I, I will say I don't understand this business of everybody has to be vaccinated. I was in a situation recently where everybody that was going to enter, you either A, had to be vaccinated or B, not have any symptoms. Then why can't you let in his, and they still limited the number of people that could go. McCarthy called her comparison to having wear masks, which until vaccines became widely available. And the prospects of vaccine passports for the Holocaust, appalling. He also took a swipe, but Democrats split the party over support of Israel. That's a very good point. Marjorie's wrong in her intentional decision to compare the horrors is appalling. Uh, at a time, though, when the Jewish people face increased violence and threats, anti-Semitism's on the rise in the Democrat Party, completely ignored by the Speaker. That is actually an excellent point. More people seem concerned about her comments than about the fact that you have rampant anti-Semitism within the Democrat Party. Rampant. So that is actually an excellent point. Now, Remember, folks, if you want to get a hold of me, you can uh, visit the website, topetro.com. Email me, john at topetro.com. I didn't know. Mike Lindell presents MAGA Frank, Wisconsin, frankspeech.com. June 12th. It's coming up June 12th, 1 to 5 in Wisconsin. Family-friendly. Concessions, no coolers. Gates open at 9. Mike Lindell. Sheriff Clark. Charlie Kirk. Brandon House, Denise Souza and Diamond and Silk. And the voice of free speech is Frank. For free tickets and info, go to frankspeech.com. 
So Mike Lindell presents MAGA Frank. I think I'm going to pass on that one. I think I'm going to pass on that one. I can't get over the gunshots in George Floyd Square. Just as there they are broadcasting on the anniversary and then suddenly there's gunshots going and you see all the people scattering. What a disgrace. By the way, they've completely taken over that George Floyd Square. Um, He's going to be at the... um, My goodness... Yeah, fund has been created by George Floyd's family to benefit the community of 38th Street, Chicago Avenue, near the Cup Foods where Floyd was killed. Oh my goodness, it is just endless here, folks. Endless on this anniversary. Now, I did see something else that this MG, MGT, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she can't, she cannot complain MTG, Marjorie Taylor Greene, she can't complain that she's getting too much. She just can't. She can't complain that she's just getting too much attention. So you're in office. You're giving speeches. Um, you can't suddenly start complaining that why is everyone paying attention to me? Why am I getting coverage? Um, you're getting coverage because you're an elected official. You're very outspoken, and you, 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 you suddenly can't start complaining of why am I getting all this, you know, media attention? That just doesn't fly. Uh, you're getting it. You got to watch what you say. You got to deal with it. Greg, listen. If if anyone didn't they learn anything from how President Trump was treated? You know, like, are you under the impression you're going to be treated fairly? You're not going to be treated fairly. Stop complaining that you don't, that you're not being treated fairly. You're not going to be treated fairly. So she has to stop that demand. You know, as if I just want to, I demand to be treated fairly. You're not going to. You know, that is, as I mentioned, that's also an excellent point about the situation regarding within the Democrat Party. And as we talked about earlier with Donna Perry, the amount of blatant, well, I got into it more, but the anti-Semitism, there is a major problem since Black Lives Matter is now backing Hamas and the Palestinians and not backing the people of Israel. They're not doing that. Folks, right now it's 132. Good afternoon. Here I am at Iswan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by West Fountain Auto Body. Wait a minute. Were you in an accident? You were? Someone hit, damaged your vehicle? Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401 272 3340. 401 272 3340. West Fountain Auto Body. The original, the best. Kenny, they will repair your vehicle. Showroom-like condition. If you were in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body. 272-3340. 272-3340. West Fountain Auto Body. Now, I played it a little earlier. Uh, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbia is announcing she's running for governor. Let me play a little bit of her 
uh, announcement and see if she has the right message in order to in order to get your vote. I'm not sure who this is appealing to. See if she's saying the right things to get your vote. Mi nombre es Nelly Gorbea y soy la secretaria de Estado de Rhode Island. Eh, soy la primera persona latina a nivel estatal en Nueva Inglaterra. Así que Rhode Island, no Massachusetts, no Connecticut, tiene el, la distinción de haber incluido a la comunidad latina como parte del liderato estatal. Entonces, pues me siento que estoy aquí con familia porque veo que ustedes también son líderes eh, en ese estilo y you have a right to vote. Fabuloso el tener esta oportunidad de estrechar lazos. I will be the best governor. Esta hermana patria, yo soy Ever? muy pequeña. Así es que. Oh. Folks, I am saying right now on record. She does not have my vote. I should make that as like a big announcement. She does not have my vote. I will be voting for her when the temperature in hell hits 31 degrees. And I'm not convinced that's going to happen. Marjorie Taylor Greene says she wouldn't take down Statue of Hitler in a 2020 video. Now, I want to I see this video and hear this. I mean, I, I, I don't. Again, um, because of historical significance. Not take down a Hitler statue? No. That maybe Here we go. something that I would fully disagree with, like Adolf Hitler, maybe a statue of Satan himself. I would not want to say take it down, but again, it's so that I could tell my children and teach others about who these people are, what they did, and, and what they may be about. So um, as a congressional candidate, I just wanted to come forward and make a statement. And thank you all for hearing everyone in your community. And also let voters know where I stand on the matter because I'm looking to work for everyone here. And I've Can I just make a point here? Um, does everything have to have a statue? Does everyone have to have a statue? Because of historical significance? What is she talking about? Can it? So you have to have a Hitler statue? You, you want to teach about it? Fine. But he, he needs a statue? Is that what she's trying to argue for? This is a city council meeting. Lessons in our country, whether they're good, bad, embarrassing, something that I'm happy about, something that I'm sad about, or something that I wish hadn't happened. And this is no statement on Joe Johnson outside. This is a statement based on all of our statues and monuments across our country. You see, I think that we have to preserve them, not because we support any statue in particular or that we support what may have happened, but it's to preserve our history because our history is our lessons and our lessons is how we learn to make our choices going forward. So I think that's very important. And as a congressional candidate, I wanted to be able to come forward and let you all know where I stand on the issue because I think that's important for you all um, going into a runoff and voting for me. I also want to say something else. I think that this is a time where our nation is being divided and we shouldn't be. We should be brought together because this is the greatest country in the world. and. Again, I, I don't know if it, w- it was pretty significant when the statue of Saddam Hussein came tumbling down. Um, 
I'm not convinced that you need to have a statue of Hitler. Why do you have to have a statue of Hitler? Former Speaker Mattiello joins law firm Moses Ryan. I'm trying to think who are some of the key people there. He's going to concentrate his law practice in the area of litigation, municipal government law. Um, been a practicing attorney for three decades. We're energized by Speaker Mattiello joining the firm, Moses Ryan said. Founded in, uh, founded in 1991, previously known, he's close to, oh, Mark Ryan. He's uh, one of the firm's name partner. He's a big lobbyist. So that's who's there. So they're bringing Mattiello. It certainly sounds like he's going to be a lobbyist. Certainly sounds like he's going to be a lobbyist. I can't get over the um, the White House trying to say that that they still feel that that Biden has this very active, uh, very very active schedule, and they can't believe that they're almost unable to keep up with them. Senator Murkowski becomes the second Senate Republican saying they're going to vote for a January 6th commission. I believe Mitt Romney was the first. That That is ridiculous. You don't need a commission. You don't need a commission. That is ludicrous. Um, don't we know what happened? And, you know, whether it's Cicilline or anyone else, as I've talked about, does not. You don't need a commission on that. It was mostly peaceful. Why the GOP is terrified of the January 6th commission? Listen, I'll tell you why. It has nothing to do with being terrified. It has to do with the fact that this is just politics, that they want to keep this thing front and center. Now, as I mentioned earlier, and good afternoon, it's 1.40, it's John DePietro. Today is the anniversary of George Floyd. How about there was an ABC reporter doing a stand-up at George Floyd Square and what do you hear in the background? Gunshots. Police reform uh, to be uh, just going to be careful here with some gunshots. Excuse us. Excuse us. Yeah. It sounds like gunshots. I don't even know what this is. These seem to be gunshots. Just a typical day, George Floyd Square. You know, I, um, again, again, folks, there's uh, more gunshots going on. Good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Uh, and, 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 and also, how about the fact that the George Floyd family is with the president today? And I know that, um, I know that, uh, let's see, President Biden set a deadline passing the George Floyd Justice and Policing. Oh, here is uh, the Floyd family met then with Nancy Pelosi. So they're all in uh, D.C. And so uh, George Floyd, again, folks, it, it, no, one, no one's denying that it's not sad. George Floyd's family meet with Biden and Harris at the White House. Let me see if I can uh, pull this up. President Biden and Vice President Harris will meet Tuesday with the family of George Floyd. One year 
exactly after he was killed by a Minneapolis police officer, sparking nationwide protests against racism and police brutality. The meeting comes as the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act uh, remains stalled in the Senate. Biden set an initial goal of having it passed by Tuesday, but the White House backed off that. In addition to meeting with the president, the Floyd family set to meet with the lead negotiators for the police reform bill in the Senate. Also going to meet with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Biden wanted the meeting with the Floyd family to be private in order to have a real conversation and preserve that with the family. He has a genuine relationship with them. The courage, grace of his family, especially his daughter, Gianna. Folks, the Floyd family got $27 million from the city of Minneapolis. $27 million. Those attending the meeting with the president include Floyd's daughter, Gianna. Gianna's mother, Roxy Washington. Floyd's sister, Bridget Floyd. Floyd's brother, uh, Felonius Floyd. His wife, Keita Floyd. Floyd's brother, Rodney Floyd. Floyd's brother, Terrence Floyd. Floyd's nephew, Brandon Williams. Felonius Floyd said on CNN's New Day that since his brother's death, things have changed. I think it's moving slowly, but we're making progress. So that's where things uh, stand. Now, tonight, there, there's a um, rally at the Rhode Island State House. I'm not hearing about, like, a, a major protest, but there is, and this is going on, actually, uh, um, this is going on all over the country. This is uh, going on, oh, wow, tonight, after Floyd, the year that shook the world. On ABC. <laughs> uh, yes, as a matter of fact, it should be the year that destroyed living in major cities, as a lot of people have left and they're never going back, uh, without question. Uh, Emily Blunt opened up a new interview why she and husband John Krasansky do not want their children to know that they're famous. They hid their fame from their children. You know, I think I'd actually like to hear this. What does it sound like, someone who's so pretentious? Or is it, oh, is it just a uh, print article? Um, let's see. A new interview. Uh, they do not mention their careers around their daughters, Hazel and Violet. Uh, the Golden Globes wondering, I don't want my kids to feel any more important. Um matter time for the kids learn the truth that's an interesting quote we don't want them to know well they are going to find out though right they're definitely going to uh, um, well they're certainly going to (laughs) find out about it oh you mean everyone just doesn't live in a house like this and travel and live in Beverly Hills in this manner huh What do you guys do? I mean, isn't that like part of, I'm not saying you have to teach them, but I think they're going to kind of note that their life is a little bit different in the way their parents travel and live and and everything else is going to be a little bit different. Um, Let me get also into, well, a lot of people are going to travel this Memorial Day weekend. I mean, that part is... uh, Without question. New York City and L.A. announced plans to return full-time in-person learning in the fall. It should be now. Uh, 
All right, let me hear. This is the Good Morning America piece on the one-year anniversary of, uh, of George Floyd. Remember, for the nation, it was one year ago today that George Floyd was murdered in Minneapolis, sparking mass protests all across the country and a conversation about race here in America. All right, can we just stop the tape for a moment? He, he listen, he died in police custody. They weren't trying to kill him. Murder to me is there are people that go intentionally to, quote, murder someone. This was they weren't trying to kill the guy. A lot of things went wrong. They were insensitive. There's no reason I'm down like that. But they were not trying to murder the guy. That's what Chauvin should have taken the stand saying, no, I wasn't trying to kill him. All right, it continues. Cecilia Vega is at the White House, where George Floyd's family is meeting with President Biden later today. But first, we're going to go to Alex Perez there in Minneapolis. Good morning, Alex. Hey, good morning, Robin. The racial justice movement that spread across the globe started right here at the intersection of 38th and Chicago, where George Floyd took his last breaths. Now, I want to step out of the way here so you can take a look behind me here. You can see this is site now a permanent memorial for Floyd calling for racial equality and changes to policing in America. Every day, people pour in to visit this site and pay their last respects, and we expect they will do the same today. The Floyd family hosting a number of events to move the conversation forward, including a rally yesterday and a day-long celebration of life and black culture at a park here in Minneapolis today. Reminder, the criminal proceedings for the former officers charged in the case are still ongoing. Derek Chauvin is set to be sentenced on June 25th. Now, the governor here is calling on residents this afternoon to take a moment of silence for nine minutes and 29 seconds. That's the amount of time that Chauvin was on Floyd's neck. Robin? We do know that. All right, Alex. Thank you. All right, folks. And again, that was uh, this morning on Good Morning America. I just take issue with, and again, I'm not going to, it's not going to change anything, but this whole business of murdered, I, I don't, let me hear, this is another ABC piece, how President Biden marking the first anniversary of the death of George Floyd. Going to allow Cameron. Here we go. This afternoon, George, right here at the White House, Floyd's family, including his seven-year-old daughter, Gianna, are going to be here. At this point, the White House, you said it was private, isn't going to... Meeting. Now, you'll remember this. The president, after that Chauvin verdict, spoke directly with the Floyd family. He told them he would get police reform passed. He said that this would be the first opportunity to deal with genuine systemic racism. But, George, the president then set that deadline for that to happen today. Right now, though, Congress is a stalemate on this issue. Yeah, there seems to be a... The bipartisan negotiations seem to be stalled over this whole issue of immunity for police officers. Yeah, exactly. But the key is here, there are bipartisan talks happening. Both sides just yesterday said that they are making progress. The House did pass some sort of police reform that would include banning chokeholds, ending no-knock warrants. But the issue is in this 50-50 split Senate where Democrats need Republicans to get on board in order to pass this. There's real disagreement right now over this issue of qualified immunity. This is basically uh, the ability to hold officers legally accountable for misconduct. I asked the White House yesterday, are they going to move forward on police reform? The press secretary told me that they believe they will be able to make progress. But right now, George, this deadline is set to come and go. Okay. That was an artificial. You know, he was just setting the deadline that way. But it didn't mean that it was a deadline that that made sense. That was just the Biden people setting that deadline in that way. 
Um, uh, this stuff on the back to school, that should be going on right now, as a matter of fact. Is this on the... Folks, New York and L.A., controlled by the teachers' unions, planning to return full-time in-person learning in the fall. The classroom. This morning, it's back to the classroom. Two of the largest school districts in the country, New York and Los Angeles, announcing a return to full-time in-person learning for the fall. Every single child will be back in the classroom. In New York City, students and staff will be required to wear masks. Schools will follow CDC social distancing guidelines, desks three feet apart. Online learning, no longer an option. Now, a thing of the past. The last 14 months put a stark spotlight on how nothing can replace the, the importance of the in-person educator in class with his or her students. Meanwhile, in Los Angeles, online learning is still an option for those staff and students who need it for health reasons. But the school district planning to make the move to five days a week in-person learning. Masks are still expected. The district planning to follow any state and local health guidelines in place at the time. The return plans for schools coming as we learn more about a rare inflammation syndrome that's affected children who got COVID. A study in the UK looked at 46 children and found most of the symptoms were gone within six months. There were a small number of kids who needed longer ongoing support. This as there are renewed calls for an investigation investigation for how the COVID pandemic started. The Wall Street Journal reporting three workers from a Wuhan lab were treated with COVID-like symptoms about three weeks before health officials think the outbreak began in China. It's unclear if they actually had COVID. Investigators from the WHO saying it's extremely unlikely that the virus spread after a leak from a lab, but also saying the Chinese government didn't give investigators full access to information. And some good news on the vaccine front. A new study finding the Pfizer vaccine holds up very well against the latest variant, the Indian variant, especially when people have received both doses. And states are getting creative to get people to take the vaccine. In Ohio, nearly 3 million people have signed up for that state's vaccine lottery. They're seeing a big increase in younger people now getting the COVID vaccine. The first winner is supposed to be announced tomorrow. Michael. All right, Michael. All right, folks, and again, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Right now it's one fifty-one, and it's a delightful Tuesday afternoon on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Now, as we're spending more time outside, I'll bet outside on some of your property, you have maybe some green stains or algae or moss. Get rid of it. Call Jack with Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text for a free same-day text estimate. I'm going to give you the number right now. It's 401-617-2585. 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. He has a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. RhodeIslandSoftWashing.com. And it's a certified soft wash, power wash, whether it's for an industrial building or a restaurant or your home or a fence or a roof or a deck or a walkway. It's Bethel certified soft wash. Call, you can text a free same day text estimate. So in other words, let's just say you have on your house or a fence or your patio or a basketball court, but you want to get rid of it. You take a picture of it. 
and then you just text it. Just one one photo. 401-617-2585. And Jared will provide you a free same-day text estimate. 401-617-2585 for Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. Here I am. It's Juan. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, you can always uh, reach me if you go to the website, which is depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, and then you just click on Contact John. And then that's a, a very, very easy way to um, uh, reach me and get a hold of me. And then you have the links to uh, the different social media that we have. Um, how about this poll? 53% of Republicans say Trump is the true president. How about that? Uh, let's see. Teacher union boss, Rainy Weingarten, now spreading conspiracy theories in an attempt to keep kids out of the classroom. Weingarten endorses debunked Jones' claim that Florida manipulated the COVID data. Completely wrong. Um, my goodness. A father and son noticed a stench near a... Stargosaurus statue. They found a corpse in one of its legs. Ugh, my goodness. Rand Paul received suspicious package containing white powder at home with threatening message and photo. Whew. Farmer left with giant triple hernia on his stomach after NHS operation was canceled due to the pandemic. Should see the thing. This thing is the size of a basketball. My goodness. Um, let me also just think, uh, um, I, I don't believe Mitch McConnell had to go after, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I mean, they don't want to, but he, he just didn't give any type of, any type of choice for when she starts talking the way she, she certainly has, uh, the ability to raise a lot of money. And I mean, think of that. She last quarter she raised over three million dollars. Just to put it in perspective, Congressman David Cicilline he raised six hundred thousand. She raised like three point two million. But she's got to be more disciplined. And you just see, there's certain things like you, you can't. Everything's. Let me let me just explain. Everything's not a conspiracy, right? All news isn't wrong. You know, right now, the news said today that it'd be sunny and, and a few clouds in and out. That's exactly what's going on. Everything's not fake news and they're just like, everything's not like that. So that has to be wiped out. Now, folks, right now at 156 on this Tuesday, whether you're listening on AM 1380 or 99.9 FM, remember, you can listen online at the website, Petro.com. I want to remind you, it's going to be a hot summer. So wherever you're listening, why not call J.K.L. Engineering at 401-351-7600, 401-351-7600, J.K.L. Engineering. And I'll tell you why. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. They have the highest rebates on the market. And right now, estimates are free and financing is available. Now, if you've thought about Central Air, which is a game changer for your life, Contact J.K.L. Engineering today, 
7600. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Call JKL 401-351-7600. Now, in the wintertime, JKL can help you reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Highest rebates on the market. They also do new installation and replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. In the summertime, they'll keep you nice and cool. They do it right. They do it right the first time. Whether you're listing right now in Bellingham or in Franklin, maybe a listing up near Worcester. Or maybe you're just listing in Douglas or wherever you're listing. But if you're listing over the line in Mass or Rhode Island, call JKL right now. 401-351-7600. JKL Engineering. And remember, estimates are free. Financing is available over 54 years in business. Reputation is set second and none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. Call JKL. Licensed, as I said, in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. JKL Engineering, 401-351-7600. Centrally for your home is far more affordable than you think. And on top of that, maybe just at your workplace, it's not working as efficiently as it could. I tell the story. I visited a, a friend at uh, work. Uh, his workplace, the owner, and half of the business was like a greenhouse. It was like a sauna. The other half, the people had winter coats on. He's like, yeah, we got to get the cooling system straightened out. I'm like, yeah, I think you need to call JKL, 401-351-7600 for JKL Engineering. Well, folks, again, good afternoon. Here I am. It's Juan. It's John DePietro. I want to remind you to visit the website, dpetro.com. If you want to reach me, if you have a story, if you have a news tip, confidentially, you want to get a hold of me, contact me at the website, depetro.com. You click on contact John. I'm the only one that sees it. If you want links to Facebook that I have or Twitter or Instagram or YouTube, it's all at the website. And go into the shop. And we have some great summer merchandise that you're going to love. And that way you get to support the show as well. So, folks, here's what's going to happen. Coming up is going to be the 2 o'clock news. And then it'll be followed by the John Dion program. Now, we're back tomorrow at 11. And then I do a Facebook live stream if there's any type of uh, breaking news or fights or anything like that. I want to wish everyone to have a very uh, enjoyable Tuesday. Again, we're back tomorrow at 11. Go to the website if you want to reach me. I want you to stay tuned because coming up. WNRI Woonsocket, 1380 AM, 99.9 FM. Online at WNRI.com.